0: Did the Dallas Mavericks just provide the New Orleans Pelicans a blueprint for extending Larry Nance Jr.? And now that he's healthy, what should we expect from the Pelicans' big man? Plus, Swin Cash is a Hall of Famer. We're going to cover it all in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday final show of the week, and we are inching ever closer to the start of the Pelicans' season. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. We'll be recapping the wins, the losses, hopefully way more wins than losses, and all of the biggest stories, providing daily insight completely free no paywall or anything like that Monday through Friday for y'all during the season. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Don't let them be one of those Pelicans fans that think they should trade for um, some washed up player. I'm thinking Mike Conley Jr. is who I'm thinking of, right? We're not even gonna do a segment on that because they should absolutely not doing that, be doing that. But I know you probably have a friend who's like, they should trade for Mike Conley Jr. Get them clued into Lockdown Pelicans so they're not gonna talk like that anymore. It's always annoying. I have friends like that, right? All the time. And of course, comment down below on YouTube and leave a five-star review with a comment as well. Best things you can do to help keep the show free in five days a week if you want to support me here at Locked on Pelicans. So today's show, Larry Nance Jr., we know he's uh, extension eligible for a contract. And I think the Dallas Mavericks might have just provided the contract, the blueprint, with their extension of Maxi Kleba as well. And then in the third segment, we'll get into Swin Cash, because she is going to be uh, a Hall of Famer this weekend at the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame Inductions. Her resume is ridiculous as a player. So let's dive into Larry Nance Jr. and the contract. Maxi Kleba with the Dallas Mavericks. Their big man off the bench that plays both power forward and center, and has stats that are very similar for his career to Larry Nance Jr.'s, signed a three-year, $33 million extension. Good piece of business for the Dallas Mavericks. Interesting to note, and I had no idea, despite only playing five years in the league, Kleba is older by about a year, a little less than a year, than Larry Nance Jr. He's over 30. Larry Nance Jr. is 29, which... A little bit interesting to see. Kleba for his career, 7 points, 4.8 rebounds. He shoots 36% from 3 on 3.5 attempts per game. You know, he gives you about an assist per. Gives you enough defense, but I wouldn't call him like a defensive expert. Just like a solid big man off the bench. 3 years, 33 million, so about 11 million per. Honestly, that's probably about right for Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. is not going to get overpaid, or anything like that. I think he kind of understands his value. he signed a four-year, $44 million deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers back in 2018. So averaging out to being $11 million per season. Honestly, that's about his value as a backup big man. I think that really is right. He's slightly, for his career, better than Kleba, though he's not as good of a three-point shooter. And I think that looms large in this to... A certain point but for his career eight points per game six and a half rebounds almost two assists and gives you some defense steals blocks nothing you know exciting there for his career 33% from three not on much volume whatsoever though you know his his largest run with the Cavaliers over the course of three plus seasons 35% 34.6% from three on two attempts per game but just a solid guy that can play the four, can play the five. So I think when you kind of compare these two players, eleven million per year sounds about right. I think Nance would be right to ask for twelve million per year, slightly above what Kleba is making. Given that though the stats are comparable, he's he's better. I think Kleba has the advantage when it comes to three point shooting. Maybe that drags the number down for Larry Nance Jr. And Kleba's not bad out in space. Maybe a little bit better defensively than Larry Nance Jr. is, but it's so comparable. I'd try and aim a little bit higher, and he's you know a year younger. I'd prefer probably to have him signed for two years versus three, thir- three for thirty-three million, two for twenty-two sounds right. Two for twenty-four is probably fine too. I think on a shorter contract gives you more future flexibility. But this is probably what the deal is going to end up being done. And maybe that third year for Kleba means Larry Nance Jr. now has a little bit of leverage to say, no, 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 you got to give me that extra guaranteed year here. And if it is, if it's three years, 33 million, three years, 36 million, somewhere in that range, I'm very okay with it because I think he's going to be in line for a real big role this year. And we'll get into that in the next segment here. I want to talk about what next season looks like for a healthy Larry Nance Jr., But I think we've kind of seen this. You know, it sounds like he and the Pelicans have had this done for a little while. There wasn't going to be much drama. It just hasn't been signed for whatever reason. You have to imagine we'll hear about this around the start of training camp before the start of the regular season for sure. And this deal gets done. They probably have a number in mind. They're figuring out some of the final little details on the contract, if anything at all. But Kleba and this deal, it's probably going to at least kind of affect the market for a guy like Larry Nance Jr. His extension, I would expect to be very, very similar to three years, $33 million, Somewhere in that range. Anything below that, anything below that. Big win for the Pelicans, David Griffin, and the front office, including Twin Cash. Maybe it'll add to her resume as she goes into the Hall of Fame a little bit as well. So I think that's kind of what we should expect contract-wise from Larry Nance Jr., which, by the way, very tradable contract. Not that they would, not that they should, but you like to have contracts of different sizes. A big contract, right? A bunch of medium-sized contracts in that 10 to 15, 16, 17, 18 million dollar range, and then smaller ones too. Because for trade in the NBA, most of the time, not always, but most of the time, you need to match salaries. They got to be even. So if you want to bring in a $24 million player, you need to send out $24 million in salary. You know, $11 million, that can help you get to a bigger number. Or you could package that with a smaller contract and bring in a guy who's like $15 million a year. It just gives you more flexibility going into trade talks than you would have had otherwise. So having contracts at various tiers, various levels, is actually a really important thing. So getting Larry Nance Jr. on a contract that can at least be included... If you need to make up salary for another star player, not Kevin Durant anymore, thank God that's all behind us, but something to keep in mind that can be very important as well for what the Pelicans are looking to try and do and improve their roster this coming year. But I do think Larry Nance Jr. is going to be a really big part of this team. So let's look at what he could be, his role could be, and let's look at him, you know, a thousand yard view here going into next season and next segment in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. So you can find all the latest football league development seasons started yesterday, right? Game matchups, news, podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. If you want to get in on week one, if you really want to stick it to the Falcons, bet the Saints, you can do it over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and any scores you could need. You can make the games more interesting. The lines change as score, as time goes on, as quarters pass. You can keep betting. If you know the Saints, are going to keep piling the points on the Falcons. And Falcons stink, right? Well, you can make even more money by getting in on the live in-game bettings. So it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and of course, football. So head to the website today. You can also get there on your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at betonline.net bet online where the game starts and thank you for making locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day we're here Monday through Friday for y'all no paywall anything like that breaking down everything you want to know about the team as part of the locked on podcast network because the tagline is your team every day and we also have locked on Saints Ross Jackson my good friend kills it over there he's at practice every single day he's on the beat Awesome to see, and he provides some of the best analysis. He is an excellent host. Go check out Locked On Saints if you haven't already. Dude is just flat-out fantastic. Make sure Locked On Saints is your second listen today after making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. So let's continue to talk about Larry Nance Jr. We have an idea of what his contract is going to be now, and I definitely think the Maxi Kleba deal with the Dallas Mavericks sets that. So Larry Nance Jr., what's his role going to be next year, right? In the regular season for New Orleans, he only played... Nine games, all off the bench, 20 minutes of action per, 7.3 points per game. He uh, shot 50% from three, but on like less than a attempt per, grabbed 4.3 rebounds, dished out an assist per, and was just like, he's just like a solid big man that can play multiple positions, is, is going to rebound for you and can go and do kind of a little bit of whatever it is that you need. He provides a lot of them. In the postseason, his role kind of changes. He took on more minutes and was higher up in the rotation for the New Orleans Pelicans. He was actually their fifth most guy in terms of minutes in the postseason. You know, and when you look at what his role will be this year, you know, we've looked at Trey Murphy a lot, right? Is he going to be kind of the sixth man for the Pelicans with his shooting, with the length, the rebounding? I definitely think he's going to be in line for a much bigger role this year. But really, if you're looking at kind of the sixth man, it easily could be a guy like Larry Nance Jr. And there's no way we can talk about him and his role next year without also partially talking about Jackson Hayes. Because this is partially a question about what role does Jackson Hayes have. And I know a lot of y'all are still really high on Jackson Hayes, despite him not really showing us much consistency through his first three years in the league. Larry Nance Jr. is playing more minutes than Jackson Hayes despite Jackson Hayes starting in the postseason in that series against the Phoenix Suns. If Jackson Hayes is a power forward more so than a center and Zion is now your starting power forward, is Jax your backup for or is it Larry Nance Jr.? And I think based on kind of what we saw in the postseason, right, and postseason basketball is different than the regular season too, that it's going to be Larry Nance Jr. So you could easily see him being the sixth or seventh most playing the sixth or seventh most minutes on this team next year. I don't know if that makes him like the de facto sixth man, right? And we did a show on if the Pelicans should go after Jordan Clarkson or Bojan Bogdanovic from the, uh, the Utah Jazz. And I said, I don't know if you necessarily need a sixth man because of the way you're going to stagger some of these lineups, right? You could, in theory, keep two of Zion, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum out there on the court at any given time. You pair Larry Nance Jr. in any of those lineups, he just fits and it works, right? He can play a small ball five next to Zion. You can have him play f- the four next to a guy like Jonas Valanciunas, who's playing very well um, for Lithuania in EuroBasket right now. So when you look at the kind of the variety of roles that he can play and the lineups that he fits in, that works, right? And that means he's going to get more minutes. Can Jackson Hayes do a similar thing? And I'm not sure, right? Is Jackson Hayes going to play the five next to Zion at the four? They developed some chemistry two years ago. But is that going to be the same exact thing this year? And I'm not sure. I think they might have a little bit more trust in Larry Nance Jr. just to be more consistent and give you all of that. And it might come down to his three-point shooting as well. If he can improve that and make a leap in that area... and That might be a stretch to ask. You know, I don't think that's something that should be expected, but he's going to have an opportunity to take wide open threes because everyone on this team is going to have the opportunity to take wide open threes next year. If he takes about three threes per game and hits them at 35%, that's a big win for New Orleans. So when you look at him being able to play kind of at times – third option maybe there's times when he's a second option fourth fifth it just kind of depends he's going to be up and down in the pecking order depending on the lineups that he's with this is a guy that conceivably could get closer to 12 points per game I think you know the season high was in 2019 2020 when he averaged 10.1 I think he can easily get above that for this coming season I think 12 especially if he increases the three-point shooting is a very realistic number for him. He's going to grab some good numbers, I think. Um, He's going to be in line for significant more minutes, right? You know, maybe 25, 26. That might mean it's going to be a bit of a stretch for him to get 12, but I think it could be somewhere in that area to a certain degree. Um, Maybe it's shades a little bit lower. I might be saying it out loud. I'm like, that feels like a little bit high. But getting back closer to 10 points per game, let's say, I think it's a very realistic number for him to achieve if he's taking three threes per game, two threes per game, and he'll have opportunities to get those looks. And he'll rebound well. That's what he does. You know, he's a good enough defender. And I like the idea that you can play him as a small ball five next to Zion. I think Zion and Valanciunas, totally fine. They will work. We've seen that. We well, Not from those two, but we know that that's going to work because we've seen Zion play against, with guys like Steven Adams, um, Derek Favors as well. Leonard and are a small ball five that can play on the perimeter a little bit. That's a very good thing. So, Because of that, I think he's elevated in the rotation over some of these other guys and is going to be playing the 6th, 7th most minutes on the low end, the 8th most minutes for this team. And if he's motivated after an extension, you know, he's a great locker room guy and all of that. He's active in the community here in New Orleans too. He was doing like teacher wish lists off Amazon. Love to have a guy like that on the roster. So I think he's in line for a really great year in New Orleans. And even though he'll have a tradable contract, I don't think they're going to be looking to actively move him. Let me know what you expect from Larry Nance Jr. down in the comments below on YouTube. Was I right about what his minutes will be? How many points per game do you think he will average as well? Is 12 too high? Is 10 more realistic? Let me know in the comments down below. So final segment coming up, Swin Cash going into the NBA. Not the NBA, sorry, it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. That's an Awesome honor, and it's more Hall of Famers now with this Pelicans team. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Uh, leave a comment. You can do it now on Spotify too. leave a five-star review with a comment. And of course, comment down below on YouTube helps keep the show free in five days a week for y'all as the easiest thing you can do to support the show. It takes like Thirty seconds, please, please, please comment. Comment every day if you can. If you want to say comment, that's fine. If you want to say hi, that's awesome too. Whatever it is you want to, throw it down there in the comments on YouTube. And now for your second listen, get caught up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just thirty minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just thirty minutes. I co-host every Wednesday with John Kraus of Locked On Celtics. We got rotating hosts. We've been doing this for four plus seasons now. It's an awesome show. We have a lot of fun on there. Give it a listen, especially on Wednesday when I'm on there um, every day on our big national show. Make sure Locked on NBA, your second listen. That's also been five days a week throughout the whole offseason when most people have dropped. We never did, which I think is pretty cool for us to come up with that kind of content, provide that insight and entertainment, even in like the dregs of the offseason. So Swin Cash goes into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame this week. This, this Saturday, I think, is when the inductions are. What a cool honor. What a cool honor. She was announced back on April 22nd that she was going to be among the 2022 inductees. She is one of 11 women to receive an Olympic gold medal, an NCAA championship, a FIBA World Cup um, gold medal, and a WNBA championship. She is as accomplished as they get when it comes to her playing career. Two titles at UConn. Three titles in the WNBA, two gold medals on the Olympic team, and that one FIBA title. Just an incredible basketball career she's had. And, you know, getting someone like that who innately understands the game, who's a player, right, and can relate to a lot of the guys in today's NBA, even though, you know, she played in the WNBA, didn't play in the NBA. She was a player. She knows what they go through. And I think that was a big part of the reason why David Griffin really wanted to bring her into this Pelicans roster. And I think we all love her. The faces she makes during the draft lottery, the fact that you have a woman that's in such a high up position here in the NBA and kind of making inroads with that, waves with that. You know, she's the vice president of basketball operations and team development. It's an incredible thing, right? It shows you uh, something that David Griffin said early on in his tenure here. I think it was his introductory press conference of he just wanted to get the best people in, get them all on the bus, and then we'll figure out where the bus is going and how to drive that bus, but bring them in. And one of the first hires he made was Swin Cash. And clearly that front office, despite a rocky tenure at times, has gotten things right in terms of how they treat players, deal with players, and connect with some of the players, especially now that Zion's on board. And Swin Cash definitely has a bit has been a very, very big part of that. You know, someone who has that kind of track record, three titles, two NCAA titles, two gold medals, you gotta listen to someone like that when they come to you about whatever it is. And you have another Hall of Famer, of course, in Teresa Weatherspoon here on the team as well, who's gonna be there at the induction with Swin Cash. Just a real cool thing, right? The Pelicans have two Hall of Famers working with them right now. One is a coach, one in the front office. And you see that the players love Teaspoon. They love her working with her. It's nice to see this team be a little bit progressive on that front, bringing women in, whether it's coaching or in the front office, because this is not something that is normal. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind of -of out-of-box thinking that David Griffin has shown with that. And I kind of agree, just get the best people in here and then, We'll all figured out because you got smart basketball minds in the building. So, great award for Swin Cash going into the Hall of Fame, you know, really highlighting how tremendous her career has been. And we should feel lucky that someone like that is working with the Pelicans and so deeply invested and involved with this team and the city, too, on multiple fronts. So, tremendous honor. Give it a watch if you get a chance this weekend and uh, tell Swin Cash, congratulations for going into the Hall of Fame. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. This week of Locked On Pelicans will probably be three days a week next week. And then maybe after that, we're going to be jumping back to five days a week. It might be two more weeks, but by the like 26 or something like that, um, which should be media day as well, is when we are going to go back to five days a week. So it's coming soon because the season is coming soon. First preseason game, October 17th. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all on Monday.